Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are doing this every Tuesday. They need to come hang out with Mooch and the Misses. That is called fascism. Okay, he is a fascist leader. He's his own worst enemy. He's creating his own problems. You know, he's like one of those people who can't get out of their own way. I don't want to be one of those like kind of Trump like, haters. Okay, I just want to it. make... Everyone is a product of their upbringing and their personal loyalties. I'm a human being, and I probably got overtaken by the excitement of him winning. The minute you called me to say, uh, boom, as soon as I got that, boom, I called you right back. Anyway, you, and then you she lose hit the me. argument. All the ladies out there... My mother's like, why are you cursing so much? I'm like, Ma... Where do you think I learned it from? We do this podcast. I go into the city. We have dinners together or we'll travel. We spend time to be together as yes. a couple and a family and as business partners. And I feel like it really helps us. You still love me? I do. Okay, do you still God. love me? Very much. Okay. I don't know if you have, I mean, let's Very much my there. liberal hot wife. <laughs> I mean, it's like a 70s time capsule could, because we have a 23-year-old producer <laughs> that thinks he was born in 1951. I feel like I'm in therapy. Okay. So right? before we introduce Dylan, let me just so No, he looks so Okay, go ahead. He looks so tired. Domus. Nostril Domus. Oh, don't be mean. You're being so mean to everybody today. Okay, I'm going to go off on you. Okay, okay you look right. tired. You're 5'7". Not well, that's t- true. You need a tan. <laughs> what else? He doesn't need a tan. Like he's being so mean about everybody. All right, never mind. All right, my test was a lot smaller than He's dissing our five-year-old kid's school picture. Could you be any more low? He's I mean, flailing the nostrils. I was just making it's a, joke a little. Of it's a little rough. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be doing that to I'm your son. I'm not going to tell our son because oh they're like, God. I hope he doesn't mean? listen to the podcast. Oh no, God, thankfully, no. He likes to Go be ahead. on it, though. Introduce one of my favorite people. Well, this in American is like this media. is my my like goal in life is to have a podcast with someone like you on it every week because I love this kind of nonsense <laughs> BS like intrigue, and I you love better. these kind of books. Like I'm looking at your books. And I have to go buy every single one of these books. I know. There's quite a few of them, isn't there? You're like my kindred spirit. No, there's a <laughs> lot of them. I thought Anthony was your kindred spirit. I would hope, but it looks like she's got a new kindred spirit. Oh, right. oh I I'm happy with that. One. Introduce him, baby. Tell people who he is. No, oh. we're gonna, what's a, no it's we a guessing just, game. We should just have a whole podcast yeah. and nobody knows who we're talking to. It's someone with an what, accent. What's my line? No. What's my line? What? When is your birthday? Uh, January 19. See, oh, Capricorn. nice, Capricorn. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, so the Capricorn we have in studio with us today is Dylan Howard, right? Yeah, we Huge need, applause. Yeah, we need, yeah. We need yeah. Uh, sound effects. So this is a legend. To me, you're a legend. No, that's 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 a legend a, in my own lunchbox. No, for real. Any any person in my orbit is totally onto into all the stuff that you put out there. So basically, your chief content officer for what Us Weekly. 
So all of the tabloids, right. all of so the publications, yeah. We've got uh, okay. okay, Star, Life and Style, right. Closer, Us Weekly, Radar Online, all the sites that covered you guys. I know. I know. Right? I know. But very well. Yeah, very well. No, you did. You did a nice Fa- piece fairly. on Us and Us Weekly, so thank you. We did. Yeah. It was a great piece. It was very nice, and I that appreciated went over well, that. Well, yeah. It went over very well. Plus the video, the interview. Yeah. And you did my podcast, all right. That was yep. fun. That was fun, although you kept talking about Viagra. Did I? Yeah. I don't know why. He did? Yeah. Like saying know. he didn't need, need it, it, right? <laughs> I don't need it, so I don't know. I, probably, I don't know why he talked about it. I'm sorry. Blown. Yeah. I told the Saudis last week if they were chopping me up, they would need a uh, piano case with my pee-pee. <laughs> I said, you know, listen, man, if I'm getting chopped up here... Better bring a big box. Oh, dear you idea. Need, you need Do you know how inappropriate he is? You need a bigger boat. You know, he, he, he FaceTimed me from Saudi Arabia <laughs> with these gentlemen, and he's like, it's Halloween over here, because they're all in, you know, they're... And I'm thinking, is I he for this, real? I said, baby, come over. Look at this guy with the hat on. He's on a no-fly list. I actually sure. think you did a TV hit from Saudi Arabia, didn't you? I, I did, Because yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was watching, and I was like, where the hell is Anthony? Yeah, that big palace. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, Bashing I missed away. that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't realize it. It was either that or college television. No, I was on, I was in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and then someone let me know, hey, they sort of don't have the First Amendment here. You may want to tone it down. <laughs> or not tell them they were dressed up for Halloween. When they're <laughs> I said so that to one guy. You've obviously been on the no fly list. And the beard and what were you doing in Saudi Arabia? I went to the conference there. Oh, of course, the yeah. The conference, like most people don't no, know. What's it? The what's it like over there? I mean, never been. Never been. Uh, it is a desert where they took money out of the ground, like several trillion dollars of it. You and mean they like waste oil? a lot of it, but they've now spending a lot of it wisely, and they're mm. building some infrastructure, and now they're getting the country ready for a social awakening a social reformation and i predict there'll be a lot of tourism there and so you know by the way i i get along with those guys great the hospitality there is surprisingly overwhelmingly good despite the you know western idea of what saudi arabia is did you feel any hesitation of going as a result of i did yeah and i was told that i didn't need to worry and they're obviously very very careful it was very very overly secure very Uh safe Interesting, fascinating place. So you're 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 from Melbourne, Australia. Born and bred. Well, I'm actually born and bred just outside of Melbourne, a town called Geelong, which mm-hmm. is based on the coast. Mm-hmm. You know, Bell's Beach. Bell's Beach, which mm-hmm. is uh, the end of Point Break, the film. They mm-hmm. talk about Bell's Beach. That's that's kind of the area where I'm from. And yeah, why, so why? So why did you leave? Because it's a cool place. So I got it? fired from my job. So you were like, I'm out of here. I was like, I was out of here. So you left I got the fired country, on a Friday. <laughs> I was I was a TV correspondent. Uh, I got fired on the Friday, and I think I moved to America on the Sunday. Seriously? Yeah, no I like job. You kind of landed like me. here, found a job. L.A. or New York? Where'd you land? Uh, started in New York, worked here for at Reuters, and then ended up in the tabloid game. Why? Why do the? This is my opinion. It'd be very general and stereotypical, but I think the Aussies and the Brits. Do tabloid better mm, than anybody you're completely in the world? Am, right. I, am I correct about that? Okay, so why? Don't, I think it's why. I think it's Rupert Murdoch. Oh, you think that's what he it is? has okay. educated everyone? Well, any aspiring journalist has grown up in a Murdoch-controlled mainstream media. So in Australia, he owns every newspaper. He used to own uh, major media assets. So everyone's educated into that tabloid sensibility. Likewise, in Britain. Here in America, it's kind of a bit different, but you can see how Murdoch has 
changed the landscape significantly with Fox News, but also with the New York Post. And the New York Post is essentially how most of the newspapers in Australia and Britain operate. And I think that's all to do with a, a media marvel in, in Rupert Murdoch. So what are the game rules? The, the, obviously, we're addicted to it. Okay. I, you know, the first thing I do is I look at Thank God I'm not in it, and then I want to read about everybody else. Those are my two reactions. But, so what are the ingredients? Guys, tell us, you're the chef. How do you bake a good tabloid? How do you bake a good tabloid story? Well, I consider myself to be a bit of a student of tabloid journalism. So Generoso Pope Still? was the... F- yeah, absolutely. Okay. Read all the old books, read all old issues. Generoso Pope created the National Enquirer, and he said that a story must for it to be relevant to the reader, engender some form of emotion, be it laughter, sympathy, anger, etc. Embarrassment. Is embarrassment. <laughs> that it must yeah. for, for the readers. Shame. <laughs> that's yeah. that. That's generally when they're <laughs> writing about us. When you when you bury your hand in your head and you're like, "What the hell?" Right. Uh, but no, the, the the story has to have some sort of impact on the reader for it to be meaningful. And I think also we're moving towards um, a pretty different era as well. The climate that we're in at the moment means that the content that we populate with these magazines has to change. And, you know, I actually launched a magazine. um, It comes out next week. It's called Your Life. And all it is is 100 pages of positive news. Because I think 100 pages of human real-life stories, giveaways... Um, style tips for women, ki- kitchen, all that kind of stuff. So it's positive. All positive because I think we're living in an era that needs escapism. It does. Well, we're so everyone's so negative. Mm. But is that every is that in Australia too? I mean, I know it's. Well, like, I think it's the political climate that we want right, to escape so is that, from. Is that touching every I think every continent? Poli- yeah, I, think, I mean, I think that's a good question. Right? It's in the UK. Look, I, I had a conversation with my father about it the other day. We we're talking about do we think Donald Trump will get reelected? And my father was of the opinion that. You know he's a, he's an observer on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the world, and he was like, absolutely not. Like, there's no way in in the world America will reelect him. And I'm like, mm, I kind of think that it's a bit of a dead heat at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you 50, look at 50. the yeah, it's fifty fifty. If you look at the national polls, he's trailing. But if you look at the local polls in the key states, it's tight. It's, it's, yeah. it's very other very than tight. Joe Biden, he's ahead. Yeah. So I I, I don't think it, in any way it's a lay down Mazare that he's he's uh, not no. going to get reelected. Yeah. I don't. Well, think I, so, I yeah. agree. That they yeah. put up Elizabeth Warren, I think he beats her. Yeah. Uh, if he can survive the impeachment. Yeah. Okay. So with uh, yeah, but he well, can get think, impeached I mean, and then get gonna, reelected, can he? Do you think that? Do you think the and it's going to no. turn on him. There's no well, way in hell. Okay, so you're the journalist. I'm not. Okay, so let me ask you just as a yes or no question. Probably they should, but they won't. Okay, but let me ask you a yes or no question. Do you think that there is more damning evidence and information about the president more so than the Ukrainian call? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, and so if that information comes out. Not I, that I have any knowledge no, of it, no, but I suspect. You, no, you suspect it, and so yeah. do I. And so if that comes out, I do think he. Gets knocked. I don't think office. so. Depends what it is. Yeah. I think it depends what it is. Yeah. Well, let me put it this way: if there's very, if aggressive, it's legal, if yeah. it's legal, maybe. But if it's like, oh, that he had another woman somewhere, like no one even cares about no, that. No, but if he's, at all, if, let's say there was a transaction that him and his family were involved in that looks and smells like bribery, would they remove him? I would think they would be hard pressed not to. Do you think they would? Um, I don't know. 
I think everyone. But it is a hypothetical. I think people okay. are very pussy-ish. Is it a hypothetical, Anthony? I know that's what I'm saying. Does he know something? Does or, he know something we don't know? No, I think he's actually trying to will it no. into 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 real life. But you're an interesting character. You're a very interesting character because tell me why. Um, you really have you've you've changed position. You you've said the president should be impeached. Um, you talk about loyalty, which is so important to you as it is to me. Um, what was that turning point? <laughs> Here, it's your podcast. I'm asking the questions. No, but I mean, I think I think that very simply, you know, I'm a very loyal guy, but the president's not a loyal person. He's a very asymmetrical, one-way sort of person. You know, look at what he did to many of his people, 81 people up and down from the White mm-hmm. House. Uh, we could talk about uh, uh, people that have worked for him up and down. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, look, to me, I think loyalty's symmetrical. So the fact that he disavowed me, no problem. I stayed loyal to him for two mm. years after I was fired. I just think you did. The, you did. I just think the child separation don't like it. The Charleston, Charlottesville, mm-hmm. sorry, not Charleston, Charlottesville situation don't like it. Okay, now we're going to disavow the intelligence agencies in front of Vladimir Putin. I don't like it. And then the killer for me was the four women. You're telling them to go back to the countries they came from. They mm. told my grandmother that. Sorry, Mr. President, I don't like mm. that. Okay, so then he came after me. And then he went after Deirdre. He did? Yeah, he said I didn't some say nasty that. stuff about Deirdre related to our divorce and stuff like that. Guess who told him that stuff? Anthony? Yeah. How did you react to it, Deirdre? I was pissed because I already was dragged through the you know. But don't, don't you feel like if the President of the United States is using you yeah. as a pawn to get back at him, then yeah, but it's kind of like... But I always thought Trump was an asshole. That's why if he had listened to me... <laughs> prior we wouldn't have ever been in that mess because I knew that he would do that eventually it's more I, flattering that he was writing about you right I don't know about that I, th- I think he's like I don't know what he wrote but I'm sure the fact that he's writing about you is flattering spirited well you he's know just, what? I'm he, not Ted Cruz you don't go after my wife yeah okay so now you went after my wife we're gonna fight it out to the end of time Anthony's no the problem. only one allowed to go after his wife okay <laughs> shine <All right>? shade <laughs> <laughs> no one nobody else only only me right hon <laughs> I like the ground rules here you want to switch seats with me? Nope. No. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Look at you. Like, I don't mean, I got to write home. So, so let me let me ask you this because you just Wait, wrote. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. How Sorry. did you write two books that are coming out so, like, the dates are back to back? How did you swing that? So I worked on Diana Case Solved, which came out about <laughs> a month ago uh, for six or seven months. And I've been working on the Aaron Hernandez book for- Murder or accident, Diana? Uh, it was an accident complete accident what happened was and i proved this in the book that a white fiat uno collided with the mercedes benz sending it into the 13th pylon of the tunnel uh that driver i actually confronted in paris about four months ago how did you find that person i located him that's a gentleman by the name of lee van tan who confirmed that for the first time he's never spoken for the first time in 22 years, confirmed that he was in the tunnel, confirmed that he was driving the white Fiat Uno, confirmed that the French police have told him never to speak about what took place that night. We took that to Mohamed Al-Fayed and his lawyer said they should reopen the inquest into the death of Diana. So that's the resolution of the Diana K. Solve book. But in fact, today I have a book out on Aaron Hernandez, the New England Patriots star who committed suicide behind bars. Um, a book called Aaron Hernandez's Killing Fields, which uh, you asked, how did how was I able to write two books so quickly? Well, you I spent two years coming out too. I do have an Epstein book coming out, but I spent two years writing the Aaron Hernandez book, so that's been a 
uh, a long pilgrimage, if you like, to get to this point. Epstein, so, murder or suicide? I've got to think murder. Yeah. Yeah. And and I do believe that he was acting as a foreign agent of a foreign government. Uh, and I believe people up. setting people up. I've actually seen photos inside his New York penthouse. There is one room that is lined with uh, industrial-sized Xerox machines. Next to it is a room that has a bunch of cameras, screens. Uh, so every room was being taped. Everything, every person was being watched and listened to. I believe he was acting as an agent of a foreign government well, in a classic honey when trap will system. When all those tapes come out, then? Someone well, has them then, right? Does so the FBI have them? The FBI theoretically should have them. Mm-hmm. Um, so should so too should local authorities in Palm Beach County, where he had a house. In Florida, there is uh, a law called the Sunshine Law, which means that you can get access to every police record. I sought those tapes. Now, according to the the local authorities, they don't exist. And as part of the book that's coming out in December called Epstein: Dead Men Tell No Tales, we speak to a former Palm Beach. Uh, police officer who now has asylum in Russia who says that he's in possession of all of the Jeffrey Epstein tapes the that Palm were recorded. Beach and New York or just the Palm Beach? Just Palm Beach. Oh, those got to be really salacious tapes then. You would imagine if the, yeah. if, if he mm-hmm. what if what he says is true mm-hmm. and that these tapes exist and that they are in, encrypted and they're, they're in Russia, uh, this guy fears for his life. That's why he's got been given asylum. Uh, well, it, that means it, Vladimir Putin has those tapes. Exactly right. And so that could be, you know, I don't know, there could be some people on those tapes. I mean, we see pictures of exactly President right. Trump with him. Uh, it, there, there is there, one thing I can assure you is I, I, can, I can say for certainty that MI5 is concerned that Prince Andrew is caught on tapes yeah. and that those mm-hmm. tapes are in the hands of the Russians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as they should be. Okay, so... So human nature. Go ahead. I have Give a us, question about ahead, yeah. Knowing everything you yeah. know about people. Yeah. Is it go. scare you? Are you appealed? Like, See, we are soulmates. You, That's yeah. exactly what my question. Am I appalled? If I knew all this, human I'd be nature. Afraid to sleep Give us a few night. paragraphs on human nature <laughs> as we guard the I, house with machine guns. You know, I a journalist's job is to try and shine light on dark places. We don't go into the industry unless you have that insatiable appetite to want to tell a story and to tell it well and to investigate. The role of a journalist is not much different than a homicide detective. Um, When you investigate something, you're looking for a conclusion to a story. Sometimes you don't find it. Other times you do. Sometimes you get placed in perilous situations. Charlie Sheen threatened to kill me once. I had to have a bodyguard walk me around New York City because Charlie Sheen had threatened to kill me. And I was like, Charlie Sheen ain't going to kill me. Over what? So I, um, I at liberty to say. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, we, I broke the story about him having HIV, mm-hmm. and he knew that I knew that he had HIV. In fact, we'd taken a vote in the newsroom, and I said we're not reporting this story. There were eight of us in the room. The vote was seven to one. I was the one dissenting voice that said we will not publish this story because at the time, I didn't really care about his medical condition. It wasn't until I realized he was having unprotected sex with individuals that I realized this was a story that should be told and we told it in the National Enquirer. In the process of me reporting that story out, he rang my office and just unloaded, unloaded in about a minute and a half, threatened to kill me, said he was going to dig up the bodies of my dead parents while my parents aren't dead, 
um, and and just it, it, it was the rantings of a madman, kind of like Anthony when he was behind the press secretary. I thought I did a good job. I Anthony. thought you did a phenomenal job. Tell me why. I thought fishing for a compliment here. I, no, I, 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 I genuinely well, did. Different. Tell me why. Uh, I genuinely did, and I actually had a conversation with someone that we know directly after your first press conference, and I said, "This guy's a game changer." You just, you, you just had you had everyone eating out of the, the palms of your hands. That's why I got fired, though. You know, you, you know Trump well enough to know that that's why I got fired, right? I think, I mean, he, got, yes, I think he got fired because of that phone call. Yeah. You think that's the Let's reason? I think so. Okay, and so you don't think... If you had your he, time again, how a, would you speak to that reporter? Probably the same uh, way. Probably the same way. Yep. Yeah, because I trust people and I made exactly. a mistake. Yeah, yeah. made a mistake. But... But, but you know you, but, you. But he screwed you over. Yeah, you're you're a tabloid journalist, but you would have never done that to me. I would never have done that no, to you. No, because you like sources, and you're not a transactional person. You're a long-term thinker. Correct. So what I said to him was, "Why are you being so transactional?" Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he didn't care. Because that's what the media is today. The media yeah. is in pursuit. Everyone wants to beat everyone. The new the competition between the New York Times and the Washington Post and every other media outlet is so so voracious that they try and take each other on and you know the guy wanted a scoop yeah. he didn't care about the long-term relationship right i have a question hurt him, not hurt about anthony hurt his career for a change I have, we could, we could talk about anthony all day. only so <laughs> what why i didn't say oh, anything she oh that was a, that was a sound bite it's an exit. <laughs> i have no idea um, what he's talking about so i am as anthony likes to refer to me a suburban housewife so i food shop a lot and i obviously see all of your stuff i, I, I do most of the food shopping that's fine that's true okay. so how you're a multi-suburban housewife yes. you've yes. got that many houses around oh, the yeah. district different suburbs <laughs> he's so, got pictures of them in all of his tabloids <laughs> so how true are the things things that I'm actually seeing like on the front page of these things are they like the National Enquirer everyone always told me nah that's not real National like, Enquirer has broken some big stories over so some of it's John real and John some of Edwards. it's real. I don't know like some of it's 100% accurate but then some things are just like we think that this nah, might be nah there's always sources behind it in fact they these magazines employ more lawyers than most mainstream publications right I get that because I gotta get it right because they're saying some stuff that's that's right and sources sign contracts right sources indemnify the company for the information they present sources go through lie detector tests oh okay so I'm gonna believe everything we should do that on the podcast oh he would we'd be very frightened puppies yeah (laughs) I'd be totally golden we'd be divorced after because dude I thought you came in as a friend I mean what are you doing I didn't suggest you to do the (laughs) podcast Have you ever no done a polygraph no test? Phone. I have. Yeah, they're interesting. I, I they? had to do a polygraph test uh, uh, at Goldman. Uh, right. This is almost uh, 25 years ago. There was an incident on our floor, and uh, we had signed stuff that allowed. I don't know if they're even allowed to do that now, but they, we had signed stuff that allowed. I don't think they would be allowed for polygraphs. To do that. Yeah. And so we, no we took them, and I, I took it voluntarily. I didn't care. I had nothing to hide. But it is an unnerving thing. Have you ever had one done? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Did I it's voluntarily did? It's not ner- unnerving if you're not lying. No, it, it, no, it's, even, it's even, just even an odd experience. Does it feel lying, like you're lying it? even when you're not lying? I just you're felt I felt trapped. Yes, I felt like what is this on me? Right, and really? I voluntarily submitted to it. Right, I so wanted to see what it was against like. Against your will, it's, it's then it's going to be bad. Dylan, I felt creeped out by yeah. it because you're like, you know what? And and by the way, this is an interesting thing because people that study, you know, language and body language and stuff like that. It's a it it works. I think it's a successful. Yeah. Uh, I'm buying one of those for our house. You know you can buy one. I'm going you on can Amazon. Buy, yes, you can. <laughs> Just 
from an at home lie detector. And, and you know what? They have this electrocution system for your 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 testicles. That you can strap on. So My you, testicles are a lot yeah. smaller than chimps. When you say when you say something wrong, Anthony, were you I rude about your son's school photo earlier today? Hells yeah. yes, the thing would go crazy. It doesn't matter if I even worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What did you think of the documentary about you? I lo- I actually loved it. The Mooch documentary. Yeah. Uh, well, Do you know why I, I liked mean, it? When it's about you, you're very self-conscious. Do you know why I liked so, yeah. it? Good. Because it dispelled everything that I thought about you. When I looked at you, I was like, here's this gazillionaire oh, no. business executive. And then I see you in your humble mother's home. Right. Right. I see you raising capital to open up a restaurant. Right. And I was like, this is a hardworking dude. Well, I mean, it's interesting because it was a funny thing. There, there was a Brit that they interviewed and said, there's no way this guy grew up in a blue-collar neighborhood and went to Harvard. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, he cut to my mother's house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you can see the little house with the paneling and yeah. stuff, you know. And I think so that's why I enjoyed it, just well, because I knew you and yeah. and I felt it dispelled my thoughts of who you were and yeah. therefore it probably did to a lot of other people yeah i don't think a lot of people saw it though but i mean yeah i hear you but, uh, <laughs> I, I think, not I mean, enough so you so know I, what we were in a uh we were in vegas in a hotel room and we were bored we were renting a movie and hang on hang on. on i don't know what i don't want to know what happens in <laughs> oh, a no, vegas we were, hotel room when you two were bored it really wasn't that no we were we were watching a movie which is pathetic and we saw that it oh, had the up? mooch documentary on i know collusion one of, one of my buddies was flying to tokyo and he he, de- he you know he was on the uh the tv for the uh air uh plane so he, he called me i mean texted me from the plane <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous, but he was watching and laughing, you know. I just spilled <laughs> my hot I mean, chocolate over I mean, my white pants, by the way. Oh, that's a disaster. That is not good. The other thing, though, Anthony, Dylan, come, what are you going to do here? I'm going to lick it off her. What do you mean? I slather it on. I'm not going to wear pants to dinner. Is that bad? It's a pantless so, dinner. So let me, yeah. So let me, let yes. me ask you this, because yes. you've been doing this a long time. Can you smell the bullshitters? Can you smell the people that are trying to operate on mm. you? Can you... <laughs> Can you smell? Mm-hmm. You can, right? Yeah. My detector yeah. is on. And so what do they do? Like, what's their moves? You know, there's this one. Like, I, I, I'll give you an example. There's this one guy who was a former Jerry Springer uh, producer. In Australia or here? No, oh, here oh, in America. Jerry, uh, actual Jerry yes, Springer show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he knows how to concoct a good story. And he would often come and peddle these stories that you knew were bullshit. But somehow you couldn't not help report them because he had them locked up. For example, 
he presented us with a story that Justin Bieber was being sued at age 18 for fathering a child and here are the court documents because the woman has filed a complaint. And it wasn't until for, I started for a dig- story? It wasn't until I started digging into his background to realize that he was setting up these stories to get what into was the he tabloids. falsifying documents? Well, you could argue that potentially he was falsifying documents. Certainly the case never came to fruition. Justin Bieber never fathered a child at age 18, but he was legitimately sued for it. And this guy had a habitual pattern of doing that. And then I was just like, get him out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to... This guy is He's not like a source. He's taking up like yeah. brain energy and, <laughs> and like, yeah, mind Don't talk to me about who takes up brain energy here. Oh, God. Ugh. I know. Ugh. We all have that. Oh, I know. Trump is crazy. A lot of brain a lot energy. Of, a lot of that energy. <laughs> a lot of brain energy. Do Natalie a lot of Woods extremely murder? stable genius. <laughs> Ma- Natalie Woods a murder? You know, when I first came to America, it was a case that fascinated me because I didn't even know who Natalie Wood was. Yeah. And then they reopened this case in 2011 and I thought to myself, my, myself how could the most famous person in Hollywood fall off the back of a boat and there still not be an answer to it? So I've followed this case now for 10 years. Uh, I believe that, I don't know whether it was murder, but I believe that there were nefarious circumstances surrounding her death. What has been established, and this is not my view, this is the view of the police, that she was unconscious before she went into the water. So how does someone get into the water bruised, beaten, unconscious? Let's leave it at that. Yeah, interesting. Well, very famous actress. Nata- that's she a tale a, not a, to drink a, on yeah. a boat. Russian, Russian emigre. Not to I mean, that's a, that's a legitimate theory as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was intoxicated. intoxicated. Yeah. They had had quaaludes. They'd had all these drugs under the sun. Um, so she potentially could have passed out and fallen off the boat. Right. Couldn't she have bruises from like whatever she hit when she but, got into the water? Potentially, potentially. Uh, You've got to also understand Natalie Wood had a morbid fear of water, so she would not oh, well, willingly an try thing. and right. get off a boat. No. Um, she hated water. She was scared and frightened of it. Was she a swimmer or she didn't know how to swim? No. Hated it. Oh, hated That's it. an interesting fact. Mm. Tidbit. Okay. National well, like Enquirer. I said, I'm going to buy all these books. So. <laughs> I know. They're great. National mm. Enquirer wrote a lot about the Kennedy assassinations over the mm. lone gunman or uh, conspiracy yeah. you know this is an interesting one so anthony i have uh i've i'm working with the last living investigator of garrison um the new orleans investigator yeah yep. yep. oliver stone movie. yep, yep. James uh, he's a guy called steve jaffe um he's the last living investigator he has he actually has his own copy of the zapruder film that was given to oh, him yeah. by the french government mm-hmm. um I'm working with him on a remake of uh, Mark Lane's conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. documentary, Mm -hmm. Rush to Judgment, um, and we're looking to release it next year. I am going into this with open eyes. I don't have a... I don't know. Well, when you look at the film, the shot looks like it comes in from the front, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, look, there are other theories that he was accidentally shot by a Secret Service agent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's one of those fascinating stories. It's not one that I've dug into, but one that I'm really looking forward to. I, well, I actually have. I bought the the, the Dallas uh, Morning News 
that the printing press from the day after JFK was assassinated. Mm -hmm. And it sits in my house. It's this giant Mm -hmm. printing press. And I've had it for about four or five years. And I'm finally excited now to to be digging into that story. So we'll take you to Rayo's. I'm sure you've been there many Mm -hmm. times. We'll take you to Rayo's. I'm going to invite a few people that will tell you what happened. All right. Okay. And I got a couple, I got some questions for you off there. There'll be a couple of very interesting people at the table that will take you through the whole thing. Okay. You remember you're at Rayos. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to listen to Bo Deedle on the other table. No, no, no. I have to listen to Bo Deedle. It'll be a different table than Bo's, trust me. Because if if I, if we go with Bo, he sucks all the oxygen out of the fucking room. You can't, you know, you can't hear, hear yourself think. And that's, and that's me talking. I mean, you imagine. So we'll take you. All right. All right. She looks good with the new nose. Or no? Oh yeah, I got a looks, nose job. You can put good. that you in your t- in your yeah. tablet. Well, I, I, d- I didn't want to ask the question. There is yeah. a slight little band aid. Yeah, and my nose is swollen, and it doesn't look swollen at all. Oh no, it's no. really swollen. When did you get it done? Ten days Two, ago. Eleven yeah, days, days ago. ago. Wow. Yeah, she's yeah. a trooper. But yeah. I I did. I hope you didn't force it upon her. No, huh? I actually you needed my sinuses fixed. Oh. I told the plastic surgeon, "Hey, look, this nose makes me very horny. Don't do anything <laughs> dramatic to the nose." This is a very horny sort of a nose. Is that an inappropriate thing to say? I, lo- I love you guys. Your the story guy like, is fascinating. Oh, okay. The nose makes me very horny. Don't do too much to that no, nose. No, he actually told the surgeon to not do too much, to kind of make it still look like my we nose, talk about which sex I thought was really point? nice. Yeah, I talk about sex all the time. I'm a so, horny too. What do you want me to do? But anyway, a lot of people think, the doctor for one thought it was strange that I was like telling people I'm like walking around with a splint. I'm like, I don't... I mean, I, it's like your Instagram, you have a splint on your face. Are Did you go know. for Halloween as a battered wife or some shit? <laughs> no, but so people. No, tell everybody I got that a was three job. years ago. <laughs> yeah. That was oh! 20, yeah. Emotionally oh, bruised and battered. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I love Dylan Howard. Her new soulmate. I'm joking. The good news is he goes, goes red when he fires off the missiles. He goes bright red when the missiles are coming in. It's almost like a fucking. I'm so happy that someone else is dissing you. But you know what? The, the I funny, take the fun out of him, no, but he knows no, I love him. No, the funny thing about him, though, what I love about him, he smells the fucking bullshit. I mean, it's fucking incredible. You're like a fucking... But you smell the bullshit, too. I do. I do. I can sense the bullshit. I got the Trump thing wrong, though. I have to be honest with that, because I... But, 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 no, 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 no. Did, though. In retrospect? Sure. Yeah. 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 Hindsight's a yeah. brilliant thing. Do you know why they put uh, mirrors... Review mirrors on cars, right? So yeah. you can look back at things, right. right? Right, right. But you were so close to the most powerful office, right. in the well, land. That's what I mean. Yeah, Who wouldn't be seduced by that prospect yeah, and fever. the opportunity to 100%. work there? And you can't be faulted for that. No, but that's nice of you because you, you should listen to your wife and the one you know, with the mother's intuition when she's telling you this is going to yeah, end badly. She, she t- I called it did. early. I she called did. it so she early. Said, Please do not do this. This guy could give a shit about you. He Spam drops man. everybody like a hot potato, and he's going to destroy you. And don't do it. You have a great life. You got a television show. We're doing great. Don't do this. But I'm going to tell you what. I think we're doing better now than we've ever well, done. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Knock yeah. on wood. Okay, it's I think true. we're wiser now. It changed now. our lives, but it was a hellish It was year a hellish Shawshank like redemption, yeah. you know, through mm. the sewer pipe, Dylan. Not great. But it's made me wiser, made me more humble. It's made me more reflective. It's made me more present. I've gone on a lot of dri- vacations. And also, <laughs> and I'm getting fucking some slammed nice jewelry here. and stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bank account deficit, but there's a jewelry surplus in the Scaramucci family. Okay? Yeah. But also, if you think about it, you were, 
you're able to recoup your life, regroup in a better situation. Blessing. Your business is still there. Oh, but better. The business better. is better. Yeah. Yeah. Better. yeah. Like, because the profile helped my business, believe yeah. it or not. Weirdly, the thing that Roger Stone always says, I mean, you probably should admit this on the podcast, but that's what podcasts are for. Roger Stone always says, fame and infamy are two sides of the same coin, weirdly. People know who you are. You'll somehow get your you know, attention. You, you know what I mean? I, yeah. And, and the I, result I, of which it leads to, I mean, if it's, you know, I have a great business. We have a great performance, 15-year yeah. track record. A lot more people hear me speak now, and it's helped the business. As long as I spell your name right, that's what I say. Yeah, well, see, there you go. Same thing, right? Yeah. They always butcher my first name. Yeah, they 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 leave the R in her first no, name. No, and they put D-I-E, and I'm like, when I'm writing that name, if someone <laughs> told me that name, would my inclination to be right D-I-E? I don't know. That's Maybe they all want me to die so they can get to the mooch. So, <laughs> Like, you know who. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, oh, moving now on. Now I'm going red, Dylan. Now I'm going red. Not red with that like, tan, you're not. No. no. That's, that's high, not real. That's high blood pressure. That's no, not real. No, he has real. no tan. He no, has no, no tan. tan. Right now, no, no. You didn't pick up a tan in Saudi Arabia? No, no. I got nothing going on right now. I don't even have any tanning solution on. Just you know? n- it look natural. What no, is high blood pressure? That's high blood pressure. <laughs> so, so when when you're you when yesterday. you're writing mm-hmm. and someone's coming at like I have learned, someone's writing about me. I always cooperate with the story if they mm-hmm. allow me to, because I figure it's humanizing. What are they going to do? They can't demonize you if they talk to you face to face, right? But I've also learned that, hey, I, I'm just going to let it go because what am I going to do, right? But people do try to block stories, not, you know, but, so what happens is you get an aggressive person coming after you. How do you handle it? In my circumstance yes. or if, if, if someone's coming journals. after me? You're writing a mean story about me. I get on the phone with you. Dylan, you can't write this mean story about me. Um, Tell them to go F off. What do you do? I, I agree with you that the, yeah. the best f- way to attack is to cooperate. Cooperate, right, um, right. And, you know, in, in, in insert your position into a story. Now, um, even the tabloids allow you to do that, though. Isn't yeah, that fair? Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, the, the tabloids will always. Objectivity, they right? will always r- request comment from a celebrity right. before publication of a story. Right. Without 100%, they will do that for so, every story. So let me published. reframe the question. So when a publicist tells the person, don't comment, and you get a lot of that, right? No mm-hmm. comment. When is that, that wise? That makes you look so guilty. That's what I'm saying. When is that wise, in your opinion, and when is it not Well, wise? a lot of celebrities won't comment on stories because they just don't want to dignify the well, like establishment that is the tabloids. Well, like if you're Kim Kardashian, you can't comment every day on oh, okay, tabloids. Gotcha, You'd be gotcha. never yeah. doing anything else, right? You know, a Sandra Bullock will never comment on a story because she doesn't want to dignify the tabloids. I got you. Okay. That's her prerogative. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I got you. Okay. Okay. All right. Well- I feel so, like this so is my JFK favorite podcast thing. so far. Yeah, the best. <laughs> Just so you know. You, you, you well, rocks thank up. You. So the JFK thing, you're going to take me up on this. Absolutely. Right, we're going I'm to Rayos. We have the two people. We're going to sit the thing. She's coming. Yeah, of course your wife's coming. Yeah, got to come. Yeah, she's got to come. Yeah. <laughs> in, fact, let me, in fact, she might invite you. Yeah, they don't even let me yeah, in to Rayos right, without exactly. her, by the way. <laughs> They're like, okay, Mooch, is Deirdre coming? I'm like, uh, no, okay, yeah, we'll give you the table in 19, <laughs> you're 2045. You're on Bo Deedle's table. All right. All right, well, thank well, you Dylan, so much. thank you for thank coming you for, in. Good luck on your book. Thank Pick you. up his book today. It's out book. today, right? So it's called... Aaron and Hernandez Killing, Killing Fields. Fields. Yep. Pick Exposing it up today. untold murders, violence, cover-ups, and the NFL's shocking code of silence. Yes. Dun, 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 comes out Good today. Good Christmas it gifts. Does. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thanks for being here. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.